And now, now, without further ado, it's the Buck and Dex Show. This is a stupid show. Hello, boys and girls. How are you? Hello, boys and girls. Whoa, you're here again. I'm here. I'm back. I was uh, I was busting Dex's balls recently about changing the name of the podcast from the Buck and Dex podcast to the Buck and Guest podcast because he's never here. Ooh. I'm playing along with this little thing. It's not true. It's, really it's not totally not. true. It is not. Okay. There was months where you were selling homes like crazy. And I, I was, was just sitting there waiting. doing my work. Exactly. And I'm sitting there waiting because he's got the family. And I'm like, well, it's kind of on your schedule, bro. So wait, you have a family too, though. Well, it's a little complicated now. They're all grown up, and oh, you know, all right. Like, they don't what really, age? they don't need him or love him anymore. Yeah, so. yeah. Oh, that yeah. Happens, they can fend for themselves. You know, that's that's true though. Like as you get older, you notice the people around you that have loved you your whole life love you less. <laughs> like yeah. Christmases, you don't you get like a book for Christmas yeah. instead <laughs> of something you really want. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's happens. got little ones, you know, and it's like I don't. I don't have that anymore. So it's like, hey, whenever you want to do it, bro. And there was like two months where it was like nothing. But there was also a pandemic. Well, there is a pandemic going yeah, on. The pandemic so. had started. So we yeah. were doing the Zoom and it was kind of like, eh, it was all right. But. Zoom sucks. Zoom does suck. Yeah. 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 It's, there's nothing that can I don't want replace. people to see my face. You know? <laughs> what do you want there, people to see then? <laughs> I don't know. There was a reason we were in radio. Exactly. I mean, except for you. you know, but. Oh, no, me too. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys don't recognize that voice, Kit Missile is actually finally joining us for the podcast. We've been trying to get her to come on the show since we started this deal. Yeah. And uh, we finally were able to lock you down. And get you down into the basement. I just work all the time. I know you do. So I apologize. Yeah. You have a lot of different jobs or one job? Um, well, I have like two, one main job and then one side job. So my main job, I work at KKOB right now. Um, they actually asked me to fill in on the Friday. Yeah, I know about that. You did a great job, by the way, when you filled in. Thank you. That was that was a great show. Yeah, he's yeah. a professional. He's been doing it a long. Yeah, time. he has. It's different. It's different though, man. I mean, it's different. Like, so Kit is the producer for Darren White's show, mm-hmm. and then then you, I do traffic for you do, all. You do traffic eight for everybody, yeah. which is awesome. But I don't know why you don't have your own show because uh, <laughs> do you, you not know, want your own show? Like, what is going on here? Um. You know what? I'm I'm really happy where I am right now. I like contributing to other people's shows. Like when I do traffic in the afternoon, I do it for TJ Trout, the legend, of course. Um, I like more being a character in a group than the ringleader. Yeah, yeah. I feel more comfortable in that position for some yeah. reason. Yeah, talk radio is a lot different than what we did. Yeah, it's like, I mean sure. because I know we talked a lot. Like when we were doing our show. We were yapping all the time, yeah. but to start with by yourself and I mean, just a two hour show is like a little nerve wracking because yeah. it's, it's you know, a lot of talking. It, it's yeah. a lot of talking. Yeah. And, uh, they have me filling in in December. I'm doing like, I don't know, like eight or nine days, oh, but cool. I'm doing TJ's show. Oh, cool. Well, I'll, I'll be doing traffic with you. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. Well, if BV's gone, then you're going to have to probably hop on with me too. Because <laughs> luckily, they have a lot of commercials. That's, so it's, that's a lot of time you know. to fill. Yeah. What's the most you have to talk in one setting? Like 10 minutes? No. Kit? What okay. is it? Nine, 10 yeah, minutes? Yeah, 10 would be. 10 yeah. would, so that's not bad. That's not too bad. 
Yeah, but what what happens if your phones aren't active and you have to sit there and you have talk a lot to talk about for ten you're, minutes? You're chatty, Kathy. So you have no. I problem. don't know, man. The only reason I pulled it off so well was because we were talking about education last time in the school. Yeah, you just pick a topic that you know that people want to discuss, you which know? I can tell you, guns, abortion, always. people. Uh, <laughs> can stay away from that one. You probably, maybe not being a woman, might want to stay away from talking yeah, yeah, about abortion for 10 minutes. Straight. It yes. could blow up and be huge. Might be negative. Blow up on yourself. <laughs> hey. In my face. Over the years, we know that that's not a bad thing in radio. Okay. Yeah. It's that's, happened a lot. Do you have yeah. a cat? Because I'm like dripping right now. My no, eyes are itching. I don't know what's going it's on. It's me. <laughs> it started it's, before you got here. So. It happens. I just show up. People start crying. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> I missed you, kid. <laughs> Oops. My eyeball is itching. So I apologize. No, I do not have a cat. We do not have any uh, creatures in this house right now. No. So don't worry about that thing. It's fine. Sorry, it's, it's really just kind of a spacer for kids playing with the pop screen. Yeah, but I feel bad because it's drooping like a limp penis. That's okay. <laughs> so I feel like I feel like I'm not exciting it enough. I need to rub it or something. <laughs> Here, let me do that to it. I think you can actually turn that little knob right there, and it will. Uh, I'll just uh, let it go yeah. limp on me. Just let it go. <laughs> let it go flaccid. So well, that's cool. I'm glad you're. Uh... You're well, wait, you're what's ha- your- well, you're happy, right? Yeah, so yeah, I'm happy. I'm keeping busy. What's I mean, your What's your side job? Oh, my, just voice work. Oh, so okay. I voice commercials and do stuff like that. Yeah, I hear yeah. your voice all the time. You yeah. and Moxie. It's like you're just in the grocery store and there, there you are. Yeah. yeah that's I know. Moxie was on uh, two episodes ago. Oh, sweet. How's, yeah. yeah, I haven't talked to him in such a long time. We worked together for such a long time. How's yeah. he doing? He's okay. He's yeah. okay. Yeah. If he didn't come today, which I wasn't sure he was going to, I was actually going to invite Moxie down. So. Oh, sweet. Yeah, but he actually showed up. So. Uh, my plans changed. So That would have been like a huge edge reunion. Yeah. 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 He gave us the whole his whole life story. So I feel like I know so much about him. He was probably one of the easiest interviews ever because yeah. we just said, hey, Moxie, how's it going? And then he talked for two hours straight. Yeah, for real. That's he Moxie. He is a talker. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, he, yeah. For sure. it was interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't. I, I've never really hung out with the guy that much. So yeah. it was yeah. nice to get to know him. Yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah, because yeah. he was kind of our enemy at one point throughout uh, some of those years. Working he wasn't head. really an enemy. Yeah, well, kind of. Because he just worked at the other station. And that it's hey man, they were kicking our ass. So it was like <laughs> we wanted to take them down. It's funny though. Radio's such a small world that. You really, if you have, you know, quote unquote enemies like that, it's only temporary because you eventually round back and and work with everyone else at different stations. So it's all a big family in the end. I miss radio being like that though, because it's changed so much. It has. It really has. It's It's a different beast right now. And nobody's fighting with each other, you know? (laughs) There's no radio wars going on, you know? It's just... It's all people have no idea what we're talking robots. about. We're talking about like radio <laughs> voice tracking. And it's lame. It's stupid. You, you know, know I, I do have to say though, over where you're at, it's yeah. probably the it's got the probably the most significantly staffed radio stations probably in the city. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I don't know how the other properties are, but like KOB. Right. Um, and I know Bev went over there and she's at the country station. So KRST, you know, yeah, right? Yeah, I'm sure they're probably pretty well staffed. Yeah, yeah. We've yeah. got we've got a lot of local and live programming um, primarily for the week. Whereas, you know, um, Dex was mentioning 
radios changed and everything, you have your personalities now are, well, first of all, they're not personalities. They're just voices. Yeah. And they come from LA, New York, wherever. And you don't have, as a radio listener, you don't have that connection with yeah. people on radio anymore. Yeah. Like you used to. Yeah. yeah. I know. It's sad. It is sad. Kit, what made you want to get into radio? So if, if people if people don't know who you are. So <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Kit was actually, um, she's been on, in Albuquerque radio off and on for a long time. She was actually at the edge. I think you were there before I was. Yeah, actually my first shift on the edge would have been, God, this is so long ago. 94, I feel so ancient. 94, 95. Yeah. Was it really? No, yeah. Because I was 90, I was 94 too. So maybe you were before me because I was like tail end 94. Yeah, probably. Um, when I first started, I was doing the mornings and afternoons. <laughs> they had me on like two shifts. Plus I was the production director. Yeah. Um, crazy. But that was such a magical station at first when it first launched. Bengal Communications. Yeah. Joe Schwartz. Yeah. Joe Schwartz was our general manager. This is the way he talked. So that's... Where's uh, my money? Where's my... That's pretty good. Money. Yeah. Pretty good. I talk to Scott Smith probably once every other month. And uh, whenever we talk to each other, Scott Smith was a promotions director at the radio station and at the edge and um i think he actually went on to do like a show i think he did the morning show maybe after you with monica i don't know if you remember her scott, scott and monica hmm, no but yeah anytime uh, regardless uh whenever we talk to each other on the phone that's how we always address each other when we first start talking is as joe schwartz talking <laughs> to joe schwartz <laughs> that's great yeah. that's awesome he was a very spirited general manager Nice. Yeah, he wasn't all laid back like Chuck was. So anyway, yeah. So you, anyway, you were at the station, yeah. and uh, yeah, just kind of give us a little background about how you got here and. Yeah, so I did. I never wanted to be in radio, actually. And one of my first cl- uh, classes in college was a voice class, and I hated my voice so much because I got made fun of it. My voice has always been really deep for a female, and oh man, I just got tormented for my voice. So I hated it. And I took this, um, signed up for this class that was like vocal manipulation. And after the first day of class, the professor took me aside and she's like, why are you in this class? And I said, I hate my voice. I want, you know, I want a higher voice. I want a, like a, a female voice. <laughs> and she was like, I'm sorry I have to do this, but I'm kicking you out of my class what? because there is nothing wrong with your voice. And as a matter of fact, you have a great voice. And I was just bummed out. So, um, during college, I had two full classes, um, and then- Where'd you go to college? Uh, University of Illinois, Champaign-Urbana. Okay. Nice. Go Fighting Illini. Woo! Um, so, my sophomore year in college, I got this part-time uh, bartending gig at one of the college bars, and the DJ there worked at a radio station, and he was like, you have such a great voice. Have you ever thought of radio? And I was like, oh my God, no, no way. But uh, yeah, he ended up convincing me I went in, and- put something down on tape. They loved it. And I got hired and that was, that's the start of my radio career. Sophomore uh, year in college. Yeah. That, that's weird. It's like, it's usually how it happens with people. And yeah. That's kind of the way that I got hired at a bar. Yeah. yeah really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, cool. When the edge was broadcasting at university draft house downtown. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Sure. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I stumbled into it and unfortunately I just can't shed it from 
my being. Yeah, it's something I love. That's what happens to. too. It's I know. It's a part of you. It's. It just sucks that radio doesn't pay crap anymore. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why it's unfortunate. It's no more for me. Yeah, you know, I just stopped pursuing. Yep, you know? I can imagine. And we decided just to do this. Because sure. it's not Actually, radio, I decided but, to do this. Uh, was he was case, like, yeah. yeah. We had to wait five years, though. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Man, but, that sucks. But it's not radio. This isn't radio. No. This is uh, showing up in your basement and turning on a mic and just start, we start talking. Yeah, but it's right. like kind of scratching that itch a little bit because a we still bit. get connected. We still get yeah. to stay connected with people. It's, sure. Yeah. And we get to like hang out with you and, yeah. you know. Monday, we're talking to Phil Anselmo from, I mean, he's not going to be here, yeah, or we're talking to Phil Anselmo <laughs> from Pantera, you know? I mean, oh, cool. Yeah. It's like, we still get to do this stuff and, you yeah. know, it's fun. Yeah, so it does. Yeah. Wow. But I don't know. For me, though, I, I just, I loved running the board. I loved running the sound effects. I loved getting there early and producing. Yeah. And, you know, that was just my love. And so it's like, this is a little bit, but it. It's not the same. You, you can know? have more responsibility if you'd hey, like some. Uh, you know, I'm good now, bro. You, could, you guys are like a married couple. We, you know seriously. <laughs> I thought I divorced you. Come on. <laughs> We've, we worked together for so long. Yeah. It's, it's kind of, you know, yeah. we're kind of a unicorn. I yeah. Sure, sure. I yeah. see Yeah, you both have horns. <laughs> Maybe it's because we don't spend a lot of time together. Maybe that's why. You still get along? It works, yeah. Maybe if we spent a lot of time. Well, we did spend a lot of time together back yeah. in the day. I spent as much time with you as I did with my family. That's true. Pretty much. Yeah. That's some dedication, right? But we did have drama throughout the years. We had lots of drama. I know. I used to listen to you guys. You know what? I loved you guys together. Um, I, the stuff you did, I thought was great. And when, when you guys got fired, I was shocked. We didn't get fired. Okay. So we got ripped. You got ripped. Okay, so we got, when ripped. You got ripped. We had Chuck Hammond on. Chuck Hammond was sitting podcasts. right where you're sitting. So we're like, why did you fucking fire us? Yeah. He's like, first off. You didn't get fired. You didn't get fired. You got riffed. Yeah. Reduction in force. Yeah. Well, it sure felt like we got fucking yeah, fired. Yeah, really. Exactly. It, yeah. From your end. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I no longer had health insurance or a paycheck, so yeah. I got fired. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. But. Well, thank you. No, that's a compliment coming from you. Oh, really? It, I, you guys were great. You were so entertaining, and I loved the bits that you had. And man, Dex, like the interviews where you were like, Continue, or what was, it, what was it that you used to say it would crack my ass? Was that the Joe up. and the Deaf guy? What was that? No, like your interviews are like you acted like kind of a nerd, and you're like, oh well, respond. <laughs> what was that? I can't I remember what that was. Oh man, I kind of remember that, but I I don't know. That's so funny that you don't even remember it, and it's like one of the big things that sticks out <laughs> in my mind. That's that's hilarious. But, you know, I think when we did that stuff, we just tried to, you know, it's like we had lemons and we had to make lemonade. Oh, of course. And we didn't have all of the opportunity in Albuquerque that other stations had. So, you know, being in, in morning radio, you get like all these weird interview requests and stuff, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. you know, so we just decided to use that stuff and come up with some stuff. And, and we were always the redheaded stepchild in the oh, building. Totally. So we were kind of sure. like, whatever, let's just do what we want to do. And we're, we're going to get fired at some point, <laughs> some point. So might as well, if we get fired, not fired, well. just riff. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I feel like we came close to getting fired a couple times. We almost yeah. killed stunk kids a couple times. Uh, you know, we didn't show up for work on Martin Luther King Jr. Day. It's hey, like, dude, 
Black Lives Matter, bro. <laughs> you know, if we would have done that, like nobody would have batted an eye, right? If, if it was now, exactly. So ahead of the bill curve. was our bill was pissed. I can imagine oh, yeah. he was not happy. He, oh. And it was more of like he was. And by the way. Bill May was the greatest program, like the greatest boss ever. He was amazing. I'm picturing Bill pissed, and I can I can see oh. his face. I yeah. can see the appointment. But oh. but his face was red. Oh yeah, yep. I've seen that face. But it was like the really really disappointed dad. Oh, uh-huh. he didn't even say anything. We just felt. Oh yeah, awful. yeah. That's and that's the worst. Actually, you'd rather have someone yell at you. Yeah. And speak their mind, but when someone sits there and just smolders, it makes yeah. you and your your conscience yeah. berate yourself. Yeah. Yeah. My dad did that once. The The only time my dad caught me smoking a cigarette, my dad was exactly like Bill May when it came to discipline and, and telling you basically you did something wrong. So I was in high school. It was spring break in Florida. They gotten this place right by the beach and my brother and I went and met all these people and one of the one of the kids had a cigarette and he's like here here take it and I was like cool I you know I've never smoked a cigarette before so of course the brilliance that I had was all right when everyone goes to bed I'll go out in the balcony and smoke my cigarette right like duh they're gonna be able to smell it so everyone went to bed I went out on the balcony pulled my cigarette out I was smoking it feeling all great and I hear the door open behind me and look, and there's my dad. And in a panic, I was just like, and I went to go fling the cigarette off the balcony like, oh, look, I don't have a cigarette. I wasn't smoking. It ended up bouncing off of him, hitting him and landing at his feet. So he bends over, he picks the cigarette up, walks over to me and goes, Looks like you dropped something and left. And that's all he needed to say to oh put the guilt of the world <laughs> on me. Wow. Like that was his that's power right there. M-O. Exactly. And that's how Bill May is. Yeah. You know, he doesn't need to say anything and you just feel like <clears throat> yeah. you want to execute yourself. <laughs> that's a healthy fear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Bill May. I miss that guy. I miss him too. He was a great boss. He was a good boss. Yeah. He was our biggest cheerleader. Yeah. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah, and Chuck Hammond, too. Gotta Chuck wasn't our cheerleader. I, I'll give him credit. He I think he not. was. He wasn't our cheerleader. <laughs> Bill you May, know, yes. After hearing you know, Chuck explain, which if it's true, you know, then he was he was there for us. You know, so, he didn't want us, he didn't want to get rid of us. You know? So something something happened, like when all the quarantine stuff happened, yeah. when it all started. I got a text message from Tony Monero one night. And it was probably like, I don't know, like eight, nine o'clock at night. He's like, hey. Hop on this Zoom call with us. And I was like, okay. So I hop on the Zoom call and it's all these old people that were on, like Swami was there, Moxie was there. It was all all of these old Clear Channel people. I'm surprised you weren't there. Oh, no. I wasn't there. I mean, where was I? We tried to invite you and you said no, you were busy. Oh, (laughs) did I? Did I? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that's yeah. true. You I was did. with Dex. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> we're going to tell everybody. Oh, sorry. I forgot that I was supposed to be. <laughs> but um, they started, and it was just like, and they were streaming it live on Facebook. So this was streaming live on Facebook. Oh, cool. And um, Tony said something that night, 
And it made me think because he started talking about, Jackie started talking about the interview with Chuck. And Tony said something that led me to believe that there was more to what happened to us than what Chuck explained. Really? Because Tony started saying, or he made the comment that his butthole started puckering up when they started talking about us getting fired, or excuse me, rift. And so that just led me to believe that he had a hand in it. Hmm. Like it was his decision or maybe Chuck came to him and said, what do you want to do? And he probably said, you know, let them go. Huh. Yeah, it's possible. Total speculation. Not that it matters. I mean, we were making a shit ton of money, bro. I mean, so much money. And so I'm sure they were like, get rid of these guys. That's such a lie, isn't it? It's totally <laughs> like, I know better than to get sucked into that. You don't make money in radio. No. We, no, now to be uh, fair. We, we actually we were, did pretty good. We That's were good. doing, okay, we were good. doing we okay. okay. All right. We, we were doing okay. For radio people. Yeah, for radio people, for sure. when we were negotiating salaries, we did okay. Yeah, Good. we got in our contract. We got in right before you know the economy crashed. It was like two thousand nine. Yeah, two thousand eight. Oh, yeah. And so we were kind of locked in, which was good. And or was it? Uh, <laughs> I it, mean, it was. Uh, it was tough because it was like uh, we we got a good contract, and it was. I don't know. The bonuses is where it was at, really. Yeah, know? sure. Okay. And I so if you're performing that. and you're hitting those numbers, we right. were most of the time. So. But I say, or was it good? Because usually if you're on the cutting block, the first people to go are the highest. That's true. Yeah. Because that's kind of how I looked at it. When right. we got rift was maybe we we're making too much. Exactly. Money, you know, yeah. and the edge wasn't really performing. The salespeople kind of just weren't motivated to sell the station. It was after Kathy Page left. Yeah. That's what it was. Man, we, that lady. Kathy Page was she, like. Who was she? I don't. She was a sales manager and she went out. She was post Kit Missile, but she was amazing because she would go Yell out with their sales people and they would, they would, <laughs> oh, nice. they would sell the station, not based off the numbers, but based on a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle sale. You know, all alternative stations are like that. Absolutely. So. But she did a great job. Yeah. You know, she got the station up as billing well over a million bucks a year. And Dang, where's she at now? She is in Denver. Oh, I good think. for her. I don't know. She's in Colorado somewhere. Something, yeah. 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 But she's up there. Yeah. So, but after so, yeah. that, it, it just seemed like everything, just the salespeople just stopped selling it. Cause, they, you know, some stations are a little bit easier to sell. Sure. You know, so if you're a business, you know, you, Absolutely. Sell the peak. It's like, oh, we love the peak because we play it here in our business all the time, you know. And it's, uh, you know, we cater towards <clears throat> moms and kids. And right, right. So sometimes the, the rock format. Not saying, I mean, look at ninety four rock. I mean, of course they're yeah a powerhouse. You know, they're making tons of money on that station. But you know, if you don't like the station and you're a salesperson, that's what I felt like. It was, I don't know. Felt like some salespeople had something against us. They just hated you. I think it was you. It was you. No, I, everybody liked me. You know, everybody wanted to hang out with. This me. Is, we've had this conversation like a hundred <laughs> times. I can tell, and yes. I can tell it's still gotten nowhere. <laughs> no, we'll We're, never know. You know. Still going like this. It's just back. Right. Yeah, we'll never know. That, you know, I'm basically married to you. So if you know somebody hates you, then they hate me. And yeah, that's true. Uh, so, that's true. But. Um, so you got your first job in radio. Yeah. What was the station? Um, it was WPGU, Champaign-Urbana. We, at the time, were a rock station. Mm-hmm. 
and um like hesher rock or no like kind of like a 94 rock, rock okay yeah so you're doing all mainstream kind yeah of- mainstream kind of stuff um <coughs> so that's where i learned that's where i learned about radio it was an education in itself while i was attending college and yeah was a communication student so it was along my lines of work but um uh yeah so i just i Love the radio lifestyle. I love the people who worked in radio. It seemed like a really creative force and got hooked. And then um, when I graduated, I was looking at working in Las Vegas, um, Modesto, California. Ooh, so lucky you didn't go there. I know. I've, I I've heard it's like the armpit of the world. It's the San Joaquin Valley, and that's like, yeah. yeah. I, I was stationed there in the Navy. It's fucking terrible. Okay. Anyway, continue. Yeah, so... um. I ended up, dang it, hold on, I have to adjust this. I keep my limp penis, I need to fluff it up a little. There <laughs> Come we on, go. talk hard. <laughs> um, so I ended up, um, Tom Calderon, I don't know if you guys are familiar Tom with Calderon. Him. Yep. Okay, so he was working with this company called Jacobs Media, and Jacobs Media consulted radio stations throughout the states, and they were the ones kind of responsible for the whole edge. Yeah, they created label. the edge. They created the edge, pretty much. So Tom Calderon um, was involved in WPGU in Champaign-Urbana, and we flipped to an edge station at the time. And Tom kind of became my mentor, um, which... It's a good mentor to have. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like a big name. And, and Yeah, he's a big deal. For me to be a college student, having this man as my mentor, it was like a, a, an incredible opportunity. So he was like, all right, I, I want you to, I know you're looking at these other, other stations, but I really want you to take a look at the station in Albuquerque. It's got this major market um, PD that is flipping it over. Um, Mike O'Connor was the mm-hmm. PD's name. Yep. He, Mike O'Connor was, man, he's something. <laughs> he's like an odd guy, but he's, he's brilliant. A, he's a genius. He he's is. like, uh, he's like one of those people. Um, he's like an eccentric's eccentric. Totally. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's a good way to say that. Right. Um, so it's like the Hunter S. Thompson of radio. T- oh, that's perfect. Right yeah. there. You just hit the nail on the head. So, I decided to go with Tom's advice, and that's what brought me to Albuquerque. Um, what year was that? So that was 94? Yeah, that was 94. Okay. That was 94. Yeah. Um, and then, unfortunately, my father passed away, so I went back to Chicago, where I'm from. Um, while I was in Chicago dealing with that, Tom gave me another call, and he's like, hey, Buffalo, New York. He, so I went to Buffalo, New York, worked at a station there. Then went back to Albuquerque. Basically, I kept going back to Albuquerque and then would go away to other markets and then keep coming back to Albuquerque. Albuquerque has a grip on me. God damn it, you <laughs> land of enchantment, right. entrapment. Um, so yeah, I just bounced back and forth. So I've been to, let me see, back to Chicago again, uh, Phoenix, Denver, yeah, but keep coming back to Albuquerque. Would you? Where'd you? You did radio in Phoenix as well? No, I didn't. <clears throat> that was actually a big mistake. Following my now ex-husband. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big one. Yeah. But it's in the past. So. Yeah. So why do you think you keep getting drawn back to Albuquerque? What do I you think it is? Wish I knew so I could eliminate it from my life. Is it your safe place? 
Maybe, maybe yeah. I find comfort here. You must, yeah. You yeah. keep coming back. Um, and not just laying roots somewhere else, you know? Yeah, that's true. Kind of shows you're a hardcore chick, though, because Albuquerque's a rough town. <laughs> it is a rough town. But that being said, I guess the pe- there's something about this place that's like... The a, authenticity of the, the people. The authenticity of the people. Yeah, people don't have a certain attitude of like West Coast, East Coast, Midwest, South. It's just, it's Albuquerque. It's so unique. And people are really creative here for the most part, I would say. I've met some just outstanding people in this area. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I totally So it's the people. It's the peeps. The peeps. Yeah. It's my homies here. I I, uh, honestly used to hate it here. I hated this city and I've grown to love it. You know, it's not one of my favorite places that I could see myself like wanting to be like if I could choose, but I I, feel like I kind of love it now. I have such a confession to make and I'm so glad I can unload this because it keeps me awake at night. Oh, let's go. Um, So let me see. I would have been, I think I was working at the peak at the time and you guys were still on the edge. Maybe it must've been, or you were working with Adam 12. Maybe that was Was that, that would have been it. Okay. So I was in the production room and um, there was a folded up piece of paper in the production room and I was working with Mike Parsons. He was the program director of The Peak at the time and we were doing the morning show. And Mike's like, what's this? And he unfolded it. And it was a letter that you had wrote, written. And I'm like, Mike, stop it. Don't don't read it. What was it? It was like... Yeah. Did he write you a, a a class note and leave it for you in the production <laughs> studio? I don't remember this. <laughs> His face is so red right now. Look at him. Okay, know. so the gist of it, I didn't read it because I'm so not into sticking my nose <laughs> yeah. into other people's business, but Mike read it and it was basically like you were homesick for Montana. Yeah. And it was a note. And I'm like, Mike, you put that away. You leave it where you found it. I don't even Not one that. word to anyone. I was like slapping his Was hand. it like a prayer or was it, it like a... Was it to his mommy? Um, <laughs> I didn't write letters to my to mom. It was to his imaginary friend. <laughs> I used to write prayers and stuff, and but I don't know. I used to have a journal for that, so I don't know. That's weird. I don't. But remember. anyway, I felt so bad for you, and every time I would see you, I would like shed a little tear in the corner of my eye because I was like, "Oh, he's homesick," and I wanted to make you uh-huh. like feel more welcome at the station. You always did. You were always so. Ah, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Oh, that's great. I don't remember that at all. I do remember kind of being. It what I mean, it was it kind of rocked me moving out of here because I didn't know anybody. Oh sure, and I it's lived in San Diego at the time yeah. for about a year before I moved here. Who hired so, you, Ellen? Yeah, Ellen. Okay, Ellen hired me, and uh, yeah, and maybe I was having a tough time with Ellen because she was a pretty tough boss to work with, you know. So yeah. it was yeah. a little rocky at times, but sure. So I don't know. It was, and it was my first time doing like a morning show. Like yeah, on a, on a that's rock a stage. lot of change yeah. right there. I'm a but small I mean, town boy, you know, from. Yeah. So yeah. Are, so where did Montana, you're from Mount, Montana yeah, then, Yeah, right? that's where I grew up. Yeah. And I left when I was 21. Okay. And he decided that hunting and trapping wasn't for him, so he had to come to this big city. <laughs> I decided the yeah. winters weren't for me anymore. What? Yeah, what is Montana? Like, what's growing up in Montana like? Um, It was actually, a, it was actually really cool. You know, when I look back now. I had a really, really safe childhood. 
Nothing okay. bad ever happened to me because I had like 500 people in my town that I grew up in, you know, and 500, about 500, it's about a thousand now, but it was about 500 back. No, then. I couldn't do that. It no was way. hard. No Everybody way. knows your business. You'd like date everyone and their that, mothers. Oh, exactly. <sighs> yeah. You're like, oh, Becky's available now. Cool. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Jimbo lost his turn. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was tough, you know, but the winters were brutal. They were super cold and I hated it. Yeah. I just hated it. They were long. I would, it, mentally it was hard because you wouldn't see the sun for a long time because it was always cloudy. It's like Chicago. White. Yeah. And you just yeah. go nuts. I understand people in Seattle, they go they, oh, yeah. depressed. There's That's no- kind of how it affected me. I just hated it. So it was the first chance I could get. I left. I took off and uh, came back and forth. But, you know, I, when I came here, it was... Definitely, it was a shock because I wasn't used to the desert. There wasn't, thank God for the Sandias. Don't let the brown get you down. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's Yeah. And one, white people. That's all there is in Montana is white people. Oh, you there's... have no culture there whatsoever. Wow. You know, so it was, it was different, you know, but I lived in San Diego for a year. So I got acclimated a little bit to culture and stuff, but being on my own. Not having family, it, yeah. was, it was tough. Oh, yeah, but you had family in San Diego, didn't you? Yeah, but that's what I mean. It was like I had that there, but then when I moved here, here so oh, nothing, yeah. nothing. It was yeah. like, gosh, this is crazy. Oh, that was pre-Skype days and right smartphones, yeah, no smartphones stuff. and stuff. Sure, so. sure. Couldn't text my mommy, you know. I'd write her letters. Oh. I'm pretty sure I didn't write a letter to my mom. Can't imagine doing that. I don't think I've ever done that. There's nothing sweeter than a guy talking about his mom. Oh. That's like uh, so endearing. Um, yeah, I would say I'm a little bit of a mama's boy. Yeah. Yeah, a little nothing bit. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but I don't know. I had a good family. I do have a good family. You know, my parents are still married. It's 46 nice. years or something. I think the jury's still out on your brother, though. Yeah, my brother. Yeah. <laughs> he's a handful. <laughs> well, like what? He gets in trouble. Well, what he's he always do? gotten in trouble for sure, but he's definitely- Mike's a trip. You know those artists, they're just kind of odd ducks in a way. Yeah. And, not, and my brother's he's definitely a little different and odd, but he's super smart and I think that's his problem. He's I don't know, he but he's always just into trouble. He's yeah. also like twice the size of Dex and looks like Shrek. I mean, he's a big dude. <laughs> I don't think you like Shrek, wow. Mike. Huh? That was Buck, that was not me. That was you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I almost got beat up one time because I called him Shrek called on the radio. Shrek, yeah. It's like, I'm going to come down there and beat your ass. I'm like, ah. <laughs> he actually, so when Dex moved back down here from Montana, when he started doing the show with me, uh, your brother ended up moving down here for a while. Yeah, for a little bit, for about a year. Yeah. What did he think of Albuquerque? Um, I don't know if he liked it too much. He started dating a girl right away. Yeah, he brought his she, girlfriend down. She crimped her hair. Oh, trouble. Yeah. yeah, she moved with him. Yeah. And she still lives here. She's a firefighter now. Does she, is she really? Yeah. Crimp her hair? I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. She totally crimped her hair. She did. Yeah. yeah. No, no. She bought no, that no. shit off of that, uh, <laughs> that, 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 that TV thing, as seen on TV. You know, she bought that little crimping tool. <laughs> but wait, amazing. there's more. Yes. No, she's <laughs> awesome. She's really cool. And, and, uh, yeah, and he ended up leaving after a year and going back home, and hmm. he just has always loved Montana, so he just never really left. So he's back there. Yeah. But, with the cows. Uh, with the cows. And the white people. Yep, and the goats and, the and all that, yeah. and the junkyard, so hmm. yeah, but they're still up there, and and uh, I try not to go back in the wintertime if I can yeah. help it, but... That's I totally feel for you because Chicago I grew up in Chicago and Chicago's like that too. It's like this this not 
just the the um, snow, but it's this cold that's like a damp cold, and, and it's it penetrates windy. into well, your bones. You're sitting right on the lakes, right? Sure, and yeah. you know those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's super cold. That's the thing. The wind just kills you. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Probably one of the coolest trips I ever had was I had a friend here that had this. I used to buy and sell cars kind of just like on the as a hobby or whatever. Okay. And I had this friend that had this Porsche. It was like a 2007 or 2008 like Porsche 4S something or other. And I was selling it for him and I ended up selling it to a guy in Chicago. Mm. And so I talked the guy into Chicago in Chicago to, instead of trailering it, let me just deliver the car to you. Oh, sure. Okay. So I ended up driving this Porsche cross country at the beginning of September and drove it cross country to Chicago. And I'll tell you what, Chicago at the beginning of fall is fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. It was amazing. The weather was beautiful. I mean, it was like like Montana. One of the coolest trips ever. Yeah. Yeah, one of the coolest trips. Yeah, summertime ever. and fall, when it's not snowing, it's the most beautiful place on earth. But once that snow hits, mm. you better get out of there. Mm. Or you Miserable. better, better have warm clothes. So that would be another uh, circling back reason for Albuquerque. I mean, you got sunshine. Totally. Here. Lots Four of seasons. Four seasons, yeah. mm-hmm. but mild. Mm-hmm. You can golf in the day if that's what you choose to do and go right. snowboarding in the afternoon. We don't really have any natural disasters you know Not i mean flooding. if those volcanoes go i mean sure but right. it's like ditches are deadly man ditches are deadly yeah, yeah. but we don't really have to worry about tornadoes right earthquakes hurricanes. and all hurricanes yeah sure. yeah so it's you know what i've grown to love this place i have too. you know i love the mountain you know it's like i just went down to the the gila you know it's called the gila yeah i believe it's See, gila it's not the Is gila. It gila or it's, gila it's, because it's somebody gila. Said gila. gila. No. I said Gila, and they were like Gila. No, they're fucking with you and trying to make you look stupid. Is it a Gila monster or is it a Gila monster? Hey, that's what I said, man. That's what I said. I'm like, hey, just weird things. Who's the person that said that? You need to out them right now. (laughs) First and last name. Was it Matthew Gentry? No, I'm not going to do that. It wasn't that. Anyways, I went to the Gila. You mean Matthew Hentry? Matthew Matthew Hentry. There you go. That's why I had you say Gila or whatever it was. Have you ever been down there? Uh, the Silver City? Silver City, no. Driven through, but no. Yeah, and I, oh my God. The beautiful. drive is amazing. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like beautiful. drop off. The road is just windy as hell, but yeah. it's a beautiful drop off view of the mountains. And then going through Silver City, Silver City is not the most beautiful place. But then once you get out into the actual like petroglyphs and the mountains, all that, uh, the petroglades, like it's beautiful. Yeah. There are hot springs up there. Sure. One of the most beautiful places I've been. What'd you go down there for? Just on a camping trip. Oh. Went on a hike, you know, just nice. got away for a few days and to hike 10 miles to these hot springs, you know, and the hot springs I've always gone to always smell quantifying again and like just gross, you know, it's like the, the water's disgusting. Yeah. These, these were like crystal clear Ooh. and just beautiful. And they didn't, didn't smell, smell like sulfur. No, wow. beautiful. Hmm. So it was cool. It was awesome. Got to walk through the, the river a bunch and just, it was oh, beautiful. Go. Hey, let me ask you a question. When you're driving and you see those people that have those stickers on the back of their car, like 13.1, 26.2, <laughs> you kind of feel like they're showing off a little bit. 
Like he just talked about hiking ten miles to the hot springs. Well, that's how we long talked it takes. about this on the last. See, this episode. is what he does. This is what he does. We man. talked about this on the last episode. I, I wanted to tell you that it takes ten miles to hike to the hot springs. Why can't I say that and not have you go? Oh, he's got to brag about walking ten miles because he's always posting pictures of like how f- he takes a screenshot of his phone and it says like eighty-seven miles ran this week and fifteen thousand flights of stairs. And I'm like, bro. Stop showing off. Am I hinting a tinge of jealousy? No, not at all. Uh, and, and, and I made that ve- I made that very clear. He can mute me. He doesn't have to follow me. I made that me. very I'm, clear. I'm close to unfriending him, honestly. When we discussed this to. last week, I made it very clear. I'm like, listen, I'm proud of what you've done. You know, he's he's going to be a fireman. Like, that's what he's going to do. Oh, awesome. He's been training. If he can get into the academy, that's what he's going to do. And, like, he's completely transformed himself. And I'm super proud of him. However, we did a bit once, and I know he remembers because we talked about how those people that have those stickers on the back of their car need to stop bragging. And now he's doing it. You might as well just be a CrossFit guy. You know, maybe I am. You know, maybe I am. No, you're not because you talk about it all the time. No, no. you know who the the most obnoxious group is is Vegan? triathlon people. Oh, really? They are obnoxious more than runners because runners oh. are pretty obnoxious. Well, that's part of the triathlon. Yeah, that is true. So they're like bike, swim, yeah, run. run, and they just act like their poop don't smell. Yeah. They're the most obnoxious. Well, they put I, their I, spandex on one leg at a time, <laughs> just like me. I started following a bunch of runners, you know, because I'm in these groups on Facebook. And so we'll follow each other to support each other. I unfollowed a ton of these people because I get what you're saying. They it's post annoying. Too much. It's annoying as hell. I don't really care that you ran. I don't really like where you're at. Sometimes it's kind of cool, but I'll support them. But it's like, I'm not that obnoxious at all. All. Here's the thing. If you were Seriously. running around like the rim of a volcano and you wanted to fucking film it and put it on, I'd be like, dude, <laughs> do it. Like that that video you posted of the snakes. Why is it annoying the, though? It doesn't make any sense. the snakes fighting while why you were you on a run? Like, that was amazing. It. Doesn't make any sense. And wait, why does it have to be the rim of a volcano? Well, that's somewhere right? cool. You know, I mean, if he's got video <laughs> but you, of it. But he posted a video of rattlesnakes fighting while he was on a jog in Montana. That's cool. It was amazing. Thank you. It, oh, what did I just say? It was amazing. Yeah, but the fact that I post my like my running like results does why is that annoying to you it doesn't make any sense just ignore him exactly just go right through it bro you know or just mute me there's worse things he could be posting (laughs) food pictures right those people are annoying too although i do love food pictures do you really (laughs) gosh i love food why wouldn't i (laughs) you kidding me i eat all the time so it's like (laughs) Maybe well, let why. me guess, because you fucking run 15,000 miles a day, <laughs> you, you got to eat 18,000 calories a day. Oh, my God. No, because I'm a fatty. That's why. <laughs> You're not fat. Because they yeah, got because I run. If I didn't, I'd be uh, like 300 pounds. <laughs> you guys need to get a divorce. No, for real. See, he doesn't like me. He doesn't support me. Oh, bullshit. So just, I don't support you. I'm unfollowing him after I leave today. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm totally going to like. him. Go Seriously. Him. We're no. done, bro. You're on social me. I'm gonna unfollow you. I don't want you to feel this way anymore. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if I'm not inspiring you, then I'm not doing my job. So yeah, exactly. we shouldn't be friends on social media anymore. <laughs> I'm about ready to unplug social media, like all together. Oh, for real, right? I seriously pretty close. Yeah, of just I deactivated since they've changed. So since Facebook changed whatever like the layout of the platform now like yeah. it's completely different yeah um 
I was barely on there anyway. And I mean, I would go on and I put stuff on for like the podcast or whatever. And I, for real estate stuff, I would go on and like tell everybody happy birthday. And, and now since, um, since the election cycle has started and the COVID stuff is happening, I won't even go on. Yeah. I can't. I waste too it much It just time. like, it drives me batty. I go through the newsfeed and spend, I don't know, probably hours a week. I know hours a week just scrolling through and reading people's shit. And I don't care, but I get sucked into it. Yeah, exactly. I don't it even is comment. A time suck. Yeah, I don't even comment or get even irritated. I don't. I don't get like upset when people post something that offends me. I'm just like, well, yeah. that's their thing. But it's like I'm wasting so much time. I know. Why don't you go Ugh. on and just like do an experiment and just start posting really random weird stuff, like two snakes fighting? <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, just make some weird shit up, like. Um, you know, I don't know. Talk about. I once pooped a question mark. I could post that. Yeah. See, that kind of stuff. Be like, right. is it I'm okay? I'm sure I'd get some thumbs something. Something, yeah. Yeah. Well, I had heard too that a lot, uh, a lot of the arguments and the, the, um, the fights you see on social media mm-hmm. are from bots. They're not even from real people. It's like Russian bots. Sure. They're like, they're here to like, Kind of tear us apart. I don't, I don't know how true that is, but he just got back from Montana, so he's like, "Oh my gosh, seriously!" The, the, the paranoia level is still a little bit high, but it's still simmering down. It's okay. so bad there. Oh my gosh! I mean, Tom Hanks being a pedophile to eating baby brains to have you heard that yet? Because no. that's he, he talked about that it's, last wait, week. Wait, Tom Hanks being a pedophile, right? Ta- America's father, Thank you. big. Well, yeah. Forrest Gump is come on. Look at uh, what's his name, uh, Bill Crosby. Though, yeah, he was man. That man was on a pedestal before he got right. busted. So you maybe. never know. I, listen, I, I won't say that it's not true a hundred percent because it could be. You never it's a know. possibility, but some of it's like lizard people. Okay, now like that's cloning. My brother sent me a, this fifty-five minute video on YouTube of all these celebrities who have clones of themselves. Oh my gosh! It's just like, does he believe that? Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, watch it, bro. Just watch it. And I'm like, oh my gosh! Wait till you see minutes. Arnold Schwarzenegger again because it's his clone, <laughs> right? And you go to the video and it's like George Bush, look at his nose this year and look at his nose this year. And like, oh my gosh. Oh, and there's I have not, to watch it. There's not enough time in this world to explore thoughts like that. There's, you know, do something you know, better than I, that. I have to say, I, I think, and this is going to make me sound like an old grumpy man, but I think I might have liked the world better before the internet. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Seriously. I you know, it's going to be the downfall of we used, civilization. We it used, is. Yeah. <laughs> really. I used to always say to Dex, I wish we could go back to like the late 70s, the early 80s when you had, you know, you were excited to go home and call somebody on the phone, you know, or yeah. check your messages. Phones were and, like heavier than a brick, you know. And I'm then, talking about like the old phones, the kind you had hanging on the wall. Oh, yeah. Right. With the dial. With the <laughs> dial. <laughs> yes. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. It was a big for- deal to have a phone line in your bedroom. Right. You know, growing up as a kid, yeah. it's like you have a phone line in your bedroom. You were, 
you were doing well. And the toys back then too. Like, did you guys ever play with jarts? Do you know what jarts are? Lawn darts? Oh my, oh. my brother almost died from one. I, exactly. But I just. You were allowed to though. <laughs> it's like you, if you maim yourself, it's your own fault. Sucker. I literally just got a t-shirt the other day in the mail. Yeah. It says lawn dart survivor. There you 1950 go. 1950 to 1985. My brother has a scar right here because some punk in the freaking uh in the neighborhood threw one up in the air and it landed and hit he, him right what, he decided to catch it with his teeth <laughs> i don't know but he <laughs> got a, off he got <laughs> jacked up right here by a lawn dart Dang. crazy but you know it's like there was more trust in people as far as you know you're not such an idiot that you are not allowed to even play with something that potentially could cause you harm it wasn't like that yeah. back then yeah, and we weren't scared of like you know Everything. getting kidnapped and true. You know how many pedophiles were in the neighborhood? You know, it was like I'm sure that there was just as many monsters back yeah. when we were younger, yeah. but we just didn't know because of the internet. You know, we didn't get reports of all these people getting arrested and the news. You know, like we literally had to just sit down and watch. Well, in Montana, we didn't even have local news where I was at. It was like, you turned on, we had a big giant satellite in our backyard, the big dish. Oh, yeah? Remember those where you had to like plant it and cement in the backyard? Totally. And that was the first satellite. And it was like, we got national news, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. The big problem I have with social media too now is it's all just fake. Like everyone has filters on their pictures. And then, you know, if you're not aware of that stuff and you, you are on social media and you're looking at all these images of like, especially for females, you know, all these beautiful women. And then you look at yourself in your mirror without a filter, without makeup. And you're like, God, I'm so ugly. I can't match up to that. It right? just sucks. In the dating world, you know, like you know, oh, I was married for go. 15 yeah. years and now it's like, I'm single. And so I've gone out on dates. They're not who they say they are yeah. or what they look like. Do, do, it's just do, like do, if you walk crap. into a date and somebody's like completely drastically different, do you walk in and just say, no. False advertising. <laughs> and you turn around and leave. I wish I was, I don't wish I was like that. I'm just too nice. You know, I'll, I'll give it a shot because you never know. You never know. It's one of those things. It's like you're shocked at first. You're like, whoa, you're not anything like you you look like, yeah. you know, but it's, you know, it's not about that either. It's like, I'd, I'd like to know who they are first. Give them a chance. So how do you online date now in the world of COVID? What's, I mean, are you still doing that? Um, I mean, I've, I guess I was the, I never really got freaked out over the COVID stuff. Okay. I definitely washed my hands and wear the mask and everything, but like, um, I don't know. I never, I haven't gone out on that many dates. So, but the girls I have gone out with, it wasn't a big deal. So okay. it was kind of normal. Hmm. Just meet up, have drinks or have dinner. Okay. Something easy like that, you know, and it didn't really affect us. So any successes so far? No. no. Dating. Well, as far as dating, yeah. no, like no dating uh-huh. sucks. It's usually like if you know somebody, they introduce you or you meet somebody somewhere. That's where it's the setup tough. is where. Yeah. He needs, it means, he needs the setup. If it, if it's natural, it seems like that's been where I've found like, okay. wow, I've met some really cool people. And I'm just curious because I'm single right now, but I'm terrified of online dating. I yeah, don't want to go that tried way. it at all. Ever. Don't do that. No, I'm like man free. I'm just by myself. I'm like dating myself right now. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. Yeah, yeah. And it's a good place to be. It's yeah. weird at first because I think I might have even had a little bit of codependency running through me because I was always with either like dating someone 
Um, as soon as I would get out of a relationship, I would want to like jump back immediately in. And for the first time in my life, later on in life, I don't have that need to like be with someone. And it's weird at first. I mean, dealing with yourself one-on-one for a long time is a hard thing to do. Especially, I'm sure, during like the COVID thing too. Oh, yeah. Because it's even more, like there's even more solitude. Because I've always been drawn to, I need that person for some reason. I don't know if it was because... My parents really didn't give me a lot of physical attention or we didn't say we loved each other growing up. Really? So I don't know are if that was something. Serious? Yeah. It was like, I don't know you if I crave that. Thing. Well, my parents are great. I can't say that it was an awful childhood and they were not good parents, but it was like, we just didn't do that, you know? Sure. Okay. And so I think maybe I craved that attention. And so that's why I felt like I always, I always had a girlfriend growing up in high school and, and, uh, and then I got married really young. And so I just found that codependency with somebody, which is not good if it's a bad situation. And so then I found myself when I got divorced, just running to the next person, you know, because it felt like I needed that comfort, you know? So now I'm really trying to break that cycle. Yeah. I'm trying to find myself. Yeah. But you're right. It's like, it does, it's scary at first, but I feel like I'm past that point where it's like, I like myself. Yeah. I'm cool just being by myself and I don't need that, you know? And I think that makes you stronger going into whatever relationship yeah. that will eventually work out. And I find myself too, like I'll start to like, I'll message somebody, you know, like, cause I've been following this girl for a while on social media. I was like. And I'll be like, stop it. What are you doing? Like, it's hard because it's like, I still find myself like this magnet trying to like, I'm 41. I got to freaking get on with my life and get married again because I'm going to be dead. See, and that's not how it is. I mean, people find each other in their 60s now. Right. So you shouldn't be so paranoid. But therapy has been amazing. Like my therapist is awesome. Awesome. And I feel like that's been a game changer for me because it's the way she puts things and the way she... I just need to hear those things. I think you know? everyone should be required to go through therapy. Totally, right? Everyone. There's yeah. such a stigma about it. I mean, although that's kind of going away. Going away, but it's like, it's been, it's saved my life for sure so many times, you know? So, and I still go even if I feel fine. Because yeah. sometimes there's things going on that I don't even like know what's going on. The mind is such a mysterious yeah. thing. Yeah. Like they have a way of breaking in and, and, Showing you things that you had no idea what was going on. Here's one for you being from Montana. I think our brains are aliens. What? <laughs> Explain that one. Okay, so yeah. like your brain Unpack that, please. is a living being in its own and it's an alien. And aliens are living in Inside our Inside your head. Yeah. You know what? Okay. I'm not going to say that that's wrong. It may be. Maybe. You never know. You Tom ne- Hanks you never know. be a pedophile. <laughs> Lizard people. <laughs> Pizza gate. It's all real. You could have yeah. sent your clone today, you know, because oh. you were running late. Dang it. So I could have like, slept in. I was running late this morning. <laughs> I was. I, was. I showed up late and I apologized to you. That's I was okay. late. So he was late too. It was good oh, that you good. were late. Yeah. I was later than you were late. You were. Yeah. Dang it. It's okay though. Ah. I just, you know, when I got the text messages, I just said, you know, I guess I get to play Call of Duty for 30 minutes now. <laughs> <laughs> zombie, the zombie mode in Call of Duty is the best. Yes, it is. It is. Love. I don't play video games. Maybe that's what I'm missing. He's, he's too busy running. <laughs> yeah. And posting his. And posting his. 
You're the one who brings it up all the time, bro. I don't. You know, I don't bring it up. He does. I do. I do. So, Kit, you're single. Yes. Uh, what do you look for in a dude? Like, what do you have? Like a particular type, or don't? Because I'm sure some people are going to be listening to me. Like, does that mean I got a shot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I'm like, I'm really just happy being by myself right now. Yeah. I really like. I I'm not even thinking of that. But but no, I don't have a type. No. Um. Well, okay. If we're talking about like a physical thing. I do like dark hair. Okay. Um, although I've dated people that are blondes, though, so I don't know. But I, yeah, I like dark hair. Yeah, that's no, big, I tall, don't have no big, thin, you know, small. No. Doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. No, it's more. I definitely am more attracted to who the person is. Like, yeah. per, like looks don't make a difference to me because. Yeah. No, you're always going to lose your looks. You're always, yeah. looks are, looks fade. Yeah. Looks are temporary. Right. It's the person that you are that's going to create a lasting relationship. Yeah. So, you know. You should write a book. Maybe that's why I like radio so much because yeah. you, it's nothing about your looks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. Because I've met some people that I wasn't even attracted to. Mm-hmm. That once you get to know him, you're like, right. You're like, Whoa. Ooh, right. What's take going those on pants here? off. I'm gonna get yeah. up on it. But isn't it weird too, like how you can be super attracted to somebody, but then once you're near them, and it's like that pheromone thing is like legit, sure. and real. Because I've been like super attracted to a girl, and I'm like, what is it? <laughs> something about her i don't know she was wearing her sex panther cologne. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know something just wasn't connecting and it was like yeah i don't know <laughs> that's sex panther she opened up don't the box and <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh uh, weird. chemistry is a weird thing it is know? a weird thing yeah. it seriously is yeah but yeah i'm with you i think being single is probably the way to go you know, just right now, if you're okay with yourself yeah. and being alone, and then that's an, that's okay. I think so. Yeah. yeah, take care of your own stuff. What's your excuse, Buck? For what? <laughs> Not being alone. Not being alone. Yeah, I was actually alone for a really long. He time. He was. Yeah, for a lot of the time we were. Most together. of the time we were yeah. together. Yeah, we were doing the show together. Yeah. Huh. Sound he like he would have girlfriends before. every now and then, but yeah. nothing real serious. No, I had one girlfriend. I had her for off and on for a while, but then I met Sarah when I was, I don't know, I was probably, I still had a mohawk. My tattoos weren't finished. So I was probably like 35, 36, maybe 37. All right. And then, um, and then we dated off and on for like three years and ended up getting married in 2010 or 11. 2011, we got What married. was it that made you propose as opposed to just continue dating forever? Do, do you uh, want the honest to God? Yeah, I do. Truth? Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm a Bible believing Christian dude. Sure. Okay. And I feel like I've had a few interactions with God before where he's kind of spoken to me. Like the first time or one of the times was when I stopped using drugs. And I really feel like God spoke to me that night and said, if you don't stop, you're going to die like today. And there was another time with Sarah after I had broken up with her and I was, uh, I was walking by, it was, it was after church one day and I was walking by and she passed by me 
and I really felt like God tell me, he's like, that's your wife. And I was like, are you sure? Because, because I kept trying to break up with her. Like we had broken up like four or five times. And, uh, yeah. So I was like, well, I'll give it a shot and see what happens. And, you know, 10 years later, here we are. Here we are. With the kids and kids. Yeah. So you had a calling. Yeah. Nice. I think so. That's a gift. Yeah, I, I guess, you know, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it doesn't always seem like it or feel like it, but that's, that's any relationship, yeah. you know, I mean, it's never going to be, I think people get this weird, like concept and notion of what relationships are supposed to be like, and it's all based on Hollywood bullshit, Ugh, Yeah, you know, because they see it on TV and they're like, why don't you do that for me every, and it's like, you yeah, f- come on, we got fucking kids coming in in the morning and you know, they're fucking throwing up on the floor and they're writing on the walls. And it's like, it's just not, it's not that Hollywood version, you know? It's exactly relationships aren't that way. Yeah. I've never seen a relationship that way. You know? Me neither. It's all smoke and mirrors, man. Totally. So just like social media. Totally. Yeah. 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 Right. It's like when you meet, because I'm thinking about it, and you know, when you'd go over to like a friend's house and you'd meet the parents and they just seem like they're perfect. Everything is just great. You know, it's because you're over there. And right. They're like not going to be who they are if somebody's visiting, you know? It's like, that's the way social media is. Yep. It's like you get a little glimpse and you think, the man, they got the perfect life. They go on vacations all the time. They're always doing just amazing things. And their their life is just as fucked up as yours. We should start <laughs> up a social media site that is just all raw, real life. Legit Like shit. no filters. Yeah. You have to take, you have to check in right out of bed when you wake up in the morning and that's, that's your profile right, no filter. Yeah. yeah. And it should be real life. Yeah. That that's would be idea. really helpful. Yeah. 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 You know what I like on social media is I always like when I, yeah, I don't really, I'm being facetious right now, but when I see somebody and they have the hashtag too blessed to stress and it's like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, yeah. Shut your stupid horse. Christians are the worst. Ugh. They are. <laughs> so bad. Gross. <laughs> really- See, and that's the thing about me. Like, I believe that, like, I'm, I should be like what Christians should model themselves after. You know, it's like, just be normal. Just be yourself. And, you know, don't be holier than thou. Yeah, but you can come off a little cocky. Just saying. Just <laughs> a little bit of an ego. Have you ever heard the story of the pot and the kettle? <laughs> Right now. <laughs> I got to get my jabs in, bro. Okay. You know? I, was I got to get my jabs in. Poorly timed. <laughs> Bad place. And he's so sensitive, too. No, I'm not sensitive. Okay. No, and, and I mean, no, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm like a perfect dude or anything, but I just, it's like, you know, being a Christian right now is kind of like the minority in this country. Like, if you have this particular belief system, people are kind of shitting on you right now. A, a lot of people are, and it's like, you know, and, and I understand why it totally makes sense to me because you have stuff like this Jerry Falwell thing that's happening right now. Right. You know, right. the head of Liberty university, uh, or Jerry Falwell jr. Whatever his name is, you know, and he's involved in this big sex scandal and he's, you know, out at clubs drinking and dancing, which there's nothing wrong with, you know, however, you've put this set of guidelines on, like, I guess at their school, Mm -hmm. if somebody were to catch you, you're a a student at Liberty University and somebody had you on video having a beer, dancing at a nightclub, that would be grounds for expulsion Hmm. with Liberty University. And it's like, 
it's just so two faced, you know, it's like Right, exactly. It's yeah, it's yeah. just poor shit. Yeah. So Yeah. But I like your idea. I think that's a good idea, getting a yeah. making a new social media where it's everything's real. Everything's real. Maybe there is one out there and we just don't know it yet. Maybe. We'll You'd think that. kinda that someone would have thought of that. Wait, you're that. telling me TikTok's not real? That's not the <laughs> That's good. Is, so is Man, that- I waste days of my life on TikTok. They're you have actually, a TikTok channel? They're kind of fun. I don't to watch. have a channel, but I'm addicted to watching TikTok. I'm the same way. I like watching them too. See, it oh. pisses me off too much. I can't do it because they're Why? like Hey, you start watching this video and they're like Okay, go like my page so you can watch the rest of it. Oh, yeah, I don't and do that. And it's total bullshit. Yeah. No, I leave those people behind. Yeah. Don't sucker me. But it's everybody. It's like, it's, it's, you know, it's Kevin Hart. It's whoever, you know, I mean, they're all well, like, screw you want to see the rest? Give, you know, like <laughs> my page. And so is it going away? I because this deal, I don't know. It's supposed to be outlawed on Sunday. Is that right? Oh, really? TikTok that's, is? Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the executive order. I think it's just. There's a I and I didn't even know there were tiers of TikTok, but I guess it's just the free version. It, that's what I've heard. I didn't even know there was a paid version of TikTok. All I know is I see them spend a lot of money on advertising because every commercial is like TikTok. You yeah, know, Chinese they got tons so, of money. Yes, they do. Yeah. China's making all the money. The and I don't world. care if you can steal my information. I could care less. <laughs> like, <laughs> just show me like whatever. A midget driving a grocery cart, <laughs> and I'm good. Midgets, ponies, yeah. and clowns. Yeah, yeah that's everybody. That's like ninety-five percent of the country's like, okay, whatever. China's stealing our information. Ooh, okay. But there are ways that our information is being stolen by our own government, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. you are not wrong. I know. I'm serious. Yeah, our you government is just as corrupt as China. You know. And yeah. I'm probably more. You know. I've I've really fallen into a like. I wouldn't say like I'm a deep conspiracy. You're a deep theory. state. You're a conspiracy I'm not deep state. guy now. I'm not like lizard people. Oh, come on. You're the rock eating baby brains, okay? I'm not look, that deep. Look where he came from. I know. Are you surprised? So yeah, so there's a little bit still in me sure. that's like, gosh, you know, and I and I kinda want it to be real because it's like Bigfoot. It's like it'd be cool if Bigfoot was real, but he's probably not real. So that's where I'm at. Or I'm like he's I want a government it. experiment. Me? That's gone wrong. <laughs> not you. <laughs> Bigfoot. Oh, he could be. Yeah. I might be. You know, they do a lot of experimentations in Montana, you know? (laughs) So how big is your butthole? (laughs) Not that big. From when it got probed. I've never seen it, so I don't know. (laughs) You've You've never never looked at your your brown eye? Shut up. I swear to God, I've never done that. You seriously? I've looked at mine. Really? Mine winks at me. Did you like lay on your back and like pull your legs back and have a mirror? Bend over in front of a mirror and look between your legs. I'm not that flexible. I can't do that. <laughs> no, I've looked in the mirror at my. I've looked in the mirror at all of my parts, yeah. just because I want to know that if I look down and something doesn't look right, I know what it's supposed to look like. Yeah, you know, be a good idea. Yeah, you should look at your yeah. butthole. Get get cozy right. with your butthole. I know. I've tried. Wait, to hold on. When was the last time you had a doctor's appointment? Because now you're at the age where oh. I haven't had a doctor do that since uh, high school. So oh, well, it's, that, that's you're 50. not supposed to do that in high school. No, I like. Uh, <clears throat> what did you have done to you in high school? What did your doctor did, do? Did you go to a Catholic high school? <laughs> 
Did you not get to eat your wafer? Oh my gosh. So for a physical, I had the doctor, he did the nut test and made me cough. Well, they do that. Yeah, they okay. check so for hernia. So what is the nut? I don't have nuts. So what okay, do they so do? Okay, so what they do is they, they check for, it's to check for a hernia. Okay. So they'll hold your, your, your balls up and they have you cough. Why do they hold your balls up? To What's see, the I don't that? know, to see maybe if they like retract the way that they're supposed right. to or it's something. It's all a scam. I don't know. Right? Can you imagine if there's no purpose I don't know the science of it. I think maybe balls, we're all just right? molested yeah. by people. But <laughs> the fact that you had somebody sticking their finger up your brown eye. I had a girl, I had a girl nurse that, I don't know if it was a nurse or a doctor. Probably a doctor, I guess, if they did that. But it was for another physical and they stuck their finger up my asshole and made me cough. See, with all the... <laughs> made ad- you cough? Yeah, I swear to God. I swear. <laughs> I kind of want to Google it now just to find out if it's like I know. another they way. They had you cough with a finger up your butt? I want to say yes. Maybe I'm getting them confused, but I know they did the finger in the butt to check something. That's not... Okay, the reason why a doctor sticks his fingers in your ass is because they're checking your prostate. All right, they that's... do that when you're like younger? No, sports? dude. You don't do that until you're like 40. Well, shit. Uh-oh. Dude. Someone's got uh, a lawsuit. You got me too. <laughs> I got me too. Dang. Who was it? Darn. I don't know. I. It, it was a long time ago. I, okay. I need you to think about this. It was like 30 years ago. I need you to close your eyes and picture the setting that you were in. When I you do remember it being a female. Female. You know, this episode's now going to be called Did Dex Get Finger Raped? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember it being a female because I was slightly attracted to her, but I was a teenager as well. Did you... Uh, I was scared to death that I was going to get a boner. Scared to death. Did you? No, I don't think. No, I didn't get a boner. I was pretty proud of myself that I didn't get a boner, but I thought I was going to. I would have went with it. Boners fascinate me. Why is that? Because you're a girl. (laughs) And you don't have one. It's like boobs fascinate dudes. Like if we had boobs, we'd probably play with them. Just if you had a pecker, you'd probably. Yeah, we play with our pecker all the time. So No, it's just like all these, (laughs) like I never realized looking back in high school, I never realized the whole phenomenon of you guys getting boners, like and not wanting to go up to the chalkboard because you had one. Yeah. And so many things make sense now knowing that. Like looking back, I always thought guys would just be pissed off at me for no reason, and now I realize that they had boners and they and were they embarrassed. Just were embarrassed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a real no pun. The struggle is real. It's it's a I hard thing when you're in uh, when you're a teenager because yeah. you are horny all the time. You don't know how to control it. Like it's literally like it's it's one of those things. Like you rub that thing until it's like you. You scab your penis raw. up. Yeah. Seriously, have you ever made Fuck your- Fuck yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah, I was raw. a horny. Like, I tell my daughter, I'm like, you boys will say whatever they can to sleep with you. Yeah. Remember that. Because I did that. My first time having sex, I told a girl I loved her so I could have sex with her. Damn. Because I was that horny. Like it just and it was awful that I did. And it that. was the best three seconds of his it was, life. <laughs> That's the thing. It was the worst experience ever. And it was like, oh, gosh, what did man. I do? You yeah. Know? And so I like, I'm like telling my daughter, like guys are at that stage in their life. It's like they have no control over it. It's like a that would be part of our big non-social social web page is like raw information like yeah. that, like girls. Yeah. Here's how it is. Yeah. Guys, here here's how girls are. Yeah. I mean, girls are guilty too, but just sure. not that guilty. 
Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was, it was tough times, man. Boners. Boners. Mm. And balls. Yeah. And then you, re- you reach that age where you're like, why isn't it working? What the? What? Man. Oh, my god! You guys, that's what sucks about, well, one of the things that sucks about men versus women, you guys have a pill to take, right? Yeah. But with women who try to keep up with men and their sexual drives, there is nothing for us right. to help our libido. And, you know, with like the whole HPV thing. Oh, right. Like, I was just, like, the past couple of years, I've learned a lot, you know, just about, like, STDs and stuff, because I was, I was always married. It's about time. So kind of like, yeah, I was kind of like, well, I'm married kind of thing. And sure. So then I'm learning all this stuff. And with guys with HPV, we can't get tested to find out if we have it. Yep. So the only way we can know if we have it is if our partner gets it. Like, that's, that's a crazy thing. And there's no cure for it. Right. You know? Do you guys want to know something funny? So when we would do events, like big events, like Edge Fest or whatever, and there were always people that would come up and ask you to sign stuff, I would pull the Tom Hanks line from uh, from A League of Their Own, where he says, uh, the kid walks up, he's like, hey, Mr. Dugan, will you sign my baseball card? And he's like, sure. He's like, avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. <laughs> right? And I would sign, avoid the clap, your pal Buck. <laughs> Gosh, man. Yeah, it's a freaky thing, man. <laughs> oh, God. Look, Mommy Buck's like... My- <laughs> Mommy's what like, you're what never me. Mommy? She's like, don't know uh, nothing. Yeah. says, thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's another good reason to be single. So sure. You don't have to worry about STDs. Nope. You, know? you don't. So... Kit, you ever gonna get uh, married again? You think? Are you done? I don't know. Um, I mean, I'm not eliminating you're, you're like, possibility. You're 35, but... so you've got plenty of time. I'm older than that. I don't think she is. <clears throat> anyway, getting married again? Ah, uh... what? No, I, I don't think she's older than 35. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Um, yeah, if it happens, it happens. But yeah. I'm not. I'm not. You're not out searching. Not out searching, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. And that's usually what they say is like, you know, if you're not looking, that's usually when you find it, right? Yeah. I, I don't know if that's true or not, but maybe. Yeah. How do you feel about, well, I don't know if we should talk about this. I was telling Dex a Me Too story upstairs before uh, before you got here. A friend of mine, a friend of ours actually, um, was in mm-hmm. the record business and he kind of got Me Tooed by a 19-year-old girl. And uh, it's a tricky thing. I can see both sides of the story. And it's unfortunate that with me too, there are going to be females that are going to take advantage of the situation and, you know, maybe get pissed off at a guy that for whatever reason and use that as an excuse as there are women who claim that they were raped when they weren't. Um, But that in no way should stop the movement. I mean, yeah, no, those, no, no, those are not just at all. Fringe, fringe people. Yeah. yeah. Well, if it wasn't for the Me Too stuff, I mean, you know, things like Bill Cosby wouldn't have come out, or you know, Kevin Spacey, or yeah, you know, whoever. Ron Jeremy recently, he just got yeah, he got hung out for that. So yeah, but you know, if, if that's that's a, that's so hard because it's like when you think about what's acceptable. What's not acceptable, just because someone's in their 50s or 60s, let's say, are they not allowed to have sex with a 19-year-old? I mean, 
Nineteen's I mean, a little push. And how about twenty-one? I get it. I I don't think <laughs> I. There's no way I would go down that road. But it's okay to do it because I mean, they're, they're an both adults. adults. So so yeah. then it's kind of it doesn't. <clears throat> then it lies on like the woman now, or even the man, and they they can say whatever they want. That's yeah. what sucks is you never know who you're sleeping with. It could be somebody that's like, I want to get paid. You know, I want to. Or maybe they're seeking attention. So you never know who it's going to be. So you're putting yourself in a pretty weird situation. But I wouldn't say it's like a, I don't know, it's a, I, I was going to say bad thing for a 60-year-old to sleep with a 19-year-old. But it's accepted. Yeah. Right? I remember when we were, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. And I'm trying to think of, like he was an actor. And he was like 50 something. I think he was like 55 or 52 or something like that. But he ended up marrying some like 16 year old girl, little mm. blonde girl. You remember who I'm talking about? I don't know. Oh, they just ended up, um, they ended up getting a divorce and now she's like 25 and she's talking about, you know, why did this, why did people let this happen? Oh, wow. You know, hmm. huh? That, that's kind of a tough one. That's, I mean, yeah. I would just fucking murder somebody if they tried to like, you know, steal away one of my baby girls. Oh yeah, you know, it's I, I would just shoot them and kill them probably. You'd be okay being in jail. I'd and I'd be okay being in jail knowing that I took care of my family. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a dark subject. Sorry. Yeah, thanks that's for bringing the lights down my, there. My fault. Dark subject. My fault. Well, what else is going on in the? Yeah, what are you? What are you up to? What are you doing for fun? I know you're working a shit ton. Yeah, there is no fun in my life right now. Maybe that's really the reason why I'm not dating. I just don't have time to. No, um, I mean I work a lot. Uh, I have uh, a new dog in my life. You have a new dog in your life. I have a new dog. What's the dog's name? Her name is Kona. Kona. Yeah. Nice Hawaiian name. Um, I picked her up from a shelter in Peralta, New Mexico. It's like in between Bosque Farms and uh, Los Lunas. Um, what had happened was um, uh, my previous dog of 16 and a half years passed away. That was so hard. How long ago was that? Um, that this all just happened this year. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, Man, that was tough, though. Isn't it weird how we get so attached to our pets like they're our children? I mean, that's basically she was my child. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I didn't think I'd be able to go out and get another dog after she passed. Yeah. But not having a dog in my life, I've always grown up around dogs. I just was so lonely, so incredibly lonely, and just saw Kona's picture on a website and was like, oh, she reminded me of... Annie, who had passed away and went to go meet her, and it was just love at first sight again. So she's doing great. She's destroyed pretty much everything in my house. She's eaten all the couch corners. She, I came home, and there was like an inch of feathers on my living room floor. She's destroyed. So she's just a puppy, huh? Yeah, she's a little over a year, so she still has a lot of puppy in her. What kind of dog is she? They think she's a Black Lab Healer Collie mix. Ooh, so all three of those smart. dogs need like excessive amounts of exercise and Yes. That's a good dog. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She and she's I mean, thank God she's over that chewing stage right now. Um 
but yeah, she's very, she needs mental challenge and yeah. she needs a lot of exercise. Do you walk her all the oh, time? Oh, twice a day. Yeah. For sure. Never miss a walk. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I provide all that, that stuff for her definitely. And the th- really cool thing about working at the radio station group that I work at at Cumulus is it's dog friendly. So I can. Is it really? In. Yeah. So, and everyone loves her there. She's like a little ray of sunshine. You know what I think I'll do next time I uh, fill in for somebody is I'll bring like a goldfish in a bag. Oh, sweet. And I'll just tell everybody I heard this place was dog friendly. Right. So I figured I could bring my fish as well. How come you guys don't this have is my dog? support fish? Uh, we're talking about maybe getting, getting another dog. Every dog, you know? <clears throat> dogs like, are great. Dogs are better yeah, than people. They really are. They're so, so great. So the last, you Might know, change. you want to hear something funny. So Sophie came up to me like two weeks ago. Sophie, who's you met. Mm-hmm. And um, she came up and she was bawling, just like weeping. And I was like, Sophie, what's wrong? And she's like, we abandoned Opie. And Opie was our last dog that we had, but she was so small when we got rid of Opie because we had to find him a new home because he was a good dog and he was like, he was like part pit bull, part uh, dachshund. What a mix. He he had this really long like dachshund body, but this square kind of bulky head. What the hell? Yeah. He was a fun dog, but he would jump a lot. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't, I sent him to a trainer. We had a buddy who was a dog trainer and he started behaving more appropriately, but we couldn't get, get the jumping out of him. And so we had two little tiny kids here uh, at the house and it's like, we need to tough. find Opie another home. So we ended up, you know, finding him a new home. And, uh, but Sophie was like, we abandoned Opie and now they want a pet. So. She's, she's playing him. His daughter's playing him. We abandoned Opie trying to make you feel guilty so you can run out and get a dog. Think Not of kidding. all the manipulative things you did as a kid. Totally. You knew damn well exactly. you were trying to get something out of your parents. Yeah. She's pretty much 13 years old right now. <laughs> pretty bright. Might as well be. <laughs> She's pretty bright, yeah. But like dogs are just like, man, I grew up with dogs from the time I, I can remember. And so I think this world would be chaos. It would be more of a shit whole without dogs because they bring so much joy and so much love and people from military people to my brother he never got married never had kids he would have been dead years ago without his dog sure you know it worries me because he's getting close to dying like his dog is a german shepherd and he's 10 now and he's like on his last leg and i'm like good lord if his dog dies like ugh. oh yeah he takes that dog everywhere remember when he got yeah So it's like they bring so much happiness, you know? Yeah, they do. I don't have a dog right now because the dog, I had a pug. And so they're with the kids and everything. But it's like, gosh, I want my own dog, like a running dog. I want a partner that I oh, can go man, run Oh, man, you with. should get a running dog. Oh, that would be my dream to have that someday. But my luck, I'll get a dog and I won't want to run. Get you a Weimar. <laughs> get you a Weimariner. A what? A Weimariner. Yeah. Remember Uncle in Vegas? Yeah. He had a, he had a Weimariner. And this guy is a music guy, an indie record guy. Oh, Wyma Mama? Weimariner. <laughs> Bless you. And he would he would run every day with his dog. And that dog would just, like, yeah, he'd probably jog neat. five, six miles a day, and the dog are, would hang with them. Are those uh, dogs that don't bark? No, they bark. They kind of, they're very cool-looking dogs. They kind of almost look like uh, like a large pointer. 
Um, but they have real short, f- oh, short fur, yeah, yeah, and they're yeah. usually like they're like silver or blue, and they have cool colored eyes. Right. Okay. Yeah. I know. Yeah, he was a Weimaraner guy. Yeah, I like I like mutts though. You know, those always those were always the best dogs for us for some reason. Yeah. You know, they just no health problems. They live a long life. They're smart. And whatever we get, those get pure next. breeds, and it's like, well, yeah, you're what's going on here? Whatever we get next, it's going to be uh, crossed with a poodle because you oh, know, poodles are so intelligent. Yeah, I don't want the shedding. Yeah, so oh yeah, yeah, that's a pain in the butt. Pugs though, if you like small dogs, I'm telling you, pug is the best dog. They're cute dogs. They're cute, and they love to snuggle you. They love to straddle your leg. Oh, they're just so fun, and they're Aww. they're smart. And I like dogs that just like to be with you. You know? Yeah, I like I wanna, cuddly dogs yeah, too. Yeah, I don't necessarily like them in my bed, but oh, I do. I spin yeah, with see, my I'm not dog. a big. I don't like anybody touching me or anything touching me in bed. It's like I gotta sleep. Even your like wife. Or that's why he's divorced. Or... Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Yes. No. Don't touch me. <laughs> You're too hot. This isn't a physical. You're like a furnace. Get away from me. Don't you make me cough again? See, I, now I know why I have a lot of issues. Like now I know where maybe some of my there issues you are Dude, coming you got from. You finger raped by the, by the school nurse too. when you yeah. were in high school, Jeez. and she told you to cough with her finger. Okay, but it. Okay. Didn't you think it was funny that she Hold was on. asking you to cough with a finger up your ass? I might have made that. I don't remember if it was the cough. Or I don't the, think you made know. it up. But okay. I think you're remembering it now. We need to unpack this. <laughs> Very repressed. Well, is emotions. it something that like, okay, but if I looked at it like it was just a doctor doing a physical on me, because I mean, think about it. Like the nut thing is a pretty, when they have to like tell you to cough and they grab your nuts, it's. That's weird. That's Don't a weird thing. Don't we have thing. medical advances that would prevent someone from having to cup your balls these days? Yeah, you'd think. I don't know. I don't even know if they still do that, honestly. I think Maybe they, they don't. Do. We need to have a doctor on and ask them. Yeah. But I don't feel like I was raped, and I didn't feel like I felt like it was. You just were like, totally sexually assaulted. Yeah, but so it wouldn't mess me up if I didn't. If I felt like a there's doctor no was. reason for anybody, any medical provider, to stick their finger up your butt when you're 18 years I old. I get it, but I didn't know unless that unless. You're like, you're complaining about like, you know, whatever. I'm Googling this real quick to make sure. I You need because to talk to some of your schoolmates to see if they got butt yeah, raped that's too. That's a good idea. Really, seriously. I had like 10 people in my class, so. Hey, how you doing? I know we haven't <laughs> talked in like 40 years, but did you by any chance have a finger inserted up your asshole? Yeah? All right, what should I All Google? Right. Um, is it normal in the eight, what was it? The Just 90s? ask Siri. Just ask Siri. Siri, is it normal in the ninth grade to have your high school doctor stick their finger up your butt and have you cough? Nineties. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of curious to see what she. Yeah, ask Siri. Let me see what Come I on, can... ask Siri. See what she says. I don't know how to ask Siri. I have the new one. I don't, I don't have the button. How do you ask Siri? You hold down the side. Oh, this side. Yes. Siri, <laughs> is it? What should I say? Is it normal? I was going to say, is it normal? What should I say? Is it normal to have? Is it normal to have a finger stuck up your butt? A nurse, a, or nurse, a doctor, a doctor stick their finger up your butt and have you cough. Siri, is it normal to have a finger stuck up your butt by a nurse or a doctor? <laughs> Here's what I found. <laughs> what did she find? Yeah, let's see here. Why do doctors stick their fingers in their patients' bottoms? There you go. In their bottoms. In their bottoms. Should we call it the bottom now? The bottom. The bottom. <laughs> yes. It is not an asshole. It is okay. a bottom. Well, obviously, I'm not a doctor, but I can relate 
uh, from my own experiences. When I was 11, I had uh, appendicitis. A doctor inserted a finger to check me on the inside. Um, let's see. Appendicitis. Appendix are yeah, up that's front. In your, right. What the? Uh-oh. Front, lower front. They must have been from Montana. Yep. When, I, when I started suffering symptoms of an enlarged prostate, my GP did not insert his finger. He understood from my prescription. Uh, let's see. Yeah, um, because they don't do that to you when you're a man until you're 40. That's when they start. Because the first time I had it happen, I got a physical and had a male doctor. They figure by 40, you're not getting any, so you need the finger. Yeah. Yeah. And he told me, he was like, well, I want you to lay on your side. You know, why don't you pull your knees up to your chest? You talk like that. I had no idea. Yeah, and he was very, like, very calm. calm. You, well, you have to be. You can't be like, all right, drop. I them. had, I had, I had no idea what was happening. And he, then, wait, so he, you didn't know he was going to put his finger up your butt? Not right up until he did it. He's like, you're going to feel some pressure on your rectum, and I was like, oh, oh, okay, all right. I can't believe you didn't get any foreplay. Yeah, and then the second time I had it done was a woman. She was a PA, and she looked at me. She's like, all right, drop your pants, bend over, elbows on the table. Dang, like prison. And she was not gentle. I'm going to get so many messages from people like, dude, I got it. Somebody put a finger finger in my butt, too, too, when I was a teenager. You were going to be hearing from a lot of- Please don't message me. I don't want to hear any of No, I want you guys to message him because you know what? You guys could start a class action lawsuit against the state of Montana for (laughs) high school teachers that are finger raping their students in the butt. Uh, High school teachers. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to- Was it your guidance counselor that did it? (laughs) I was at the doctor. I remember being at the doctor. It was the lunch lady. And it was a female. (laughs) It was a female who did it. And she was really cute. Well, at least you have that going for your experience. Yeah. So at least uh, there's something good out of that experience. This this isn't funny, but my mom a few years ago she had called me and she goes, "This is never good when your mom like starts off the conversation with, hey, so did anybody ever touch you when you were little?'" Oh. And it was like, "What?" And she goes, "Yeah, some people in uh, in our town that went to our church." Um, started coming forward because apparently at the nursery at your church, when you were in there, some of those kids had been molested. And I'm like, uh, shit. Wow. I don't know. I don't remember from what. Does that make you think maybe it did happen to me, but it's so, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Maybe I blocked it out because a lot of the trauma that I went through in my divorce, like a lot of the abuse that I experienced through the years of being married, I blocked out and had never thought of it until my therapist brought it up or something would trigger it. Like I, I, it's a survival mechanism where you, you can just shut it out. So there was the time I was thinking, well, maybe it did happen. But maybe I was too young for to remember, you know? I don't know. Because she said I would have been really little, like oh, two or yai, three years old. Yai. Two or three? Yeah, <gasps> I know. Like, oh. Thanks, Mom. I kind of wish you would have not brought that up. Like, I would rather not know that that was going on. But I don't know. I guess she wanted to make sure, have that conversation. But Man. Yeah. Mm. I was never finger raped. I can't relate. I don't know. I had a guy ask me once when I was like, uh, I was in the sixth grade and we were waiting to go on some, uh, we were coming to Albuquerque or something. We lived in Tucumcari and um, I was waiting. It was like this, uh, this 
trip we were going on. I don't know. I think it was like a church trip or something at this church. My mom made me go to this deal and we were coming to Albuquerque for something. And I had to wait for the people that were picking us up to come and get us to take us to Albuquerque. And the guy that was there that I was waiting with, he was like a high school kid, like 16, 17 years old. And he offered me $2 to fuck me in the ass. <laughs> Two bucks. He was like, he was like, do you want to make some money? And I was like, I don't know. What do you, what, 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 what do I have to do? He's like, well, I've got on top of boys before and fucked and oh you my know, gosh. it'll be fun. And oh I, my God. And I was like, uh, no, thank you. And then he's like, I'll give you $3. And I was like, stranger danger, oh, three man. bucks. Oh, I meant no, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Oh. And the pisser was when we got to Albuquerque, I was supposed to share a bed with that dude. Oh my God. And I was like, I'm sleeping on the floor. I don't want to get fucked from this guy. <laughs> oh, that's so creepy. Yeah. Oy. Ugh. Yeah. There's a lot of evil in this world. That's a lot of sure. bad folk out there. Bad folk. I mean, if he would offer you 50 bucks, I mean, maybe, right? Yeah, it'd have been a hundy. I probably would have said, <laughs> I've never seen a hundred dollar bill before, sir. <laughs> it's amazing what people would do for money. I mean, oh, there, no. everyone has that balancing line as far as like, oh, I'd never do that. Well, if I gave you a million dollars and they're like, eh, let me reconsider. Well, it's that like the question I asked you mm-hmm. when I was in the studio with you last time. It's like, if somebody gave you a million dollars, would you agree to hit every red light for the rest of your life when you were driving? That's right. I I would say no. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't do it for a million. No way. I couldn't no, do it. A million's mm-hmm. not that much money anymore. You know, it really isn't. Yeah. Do I get taxed on that million? Because then it's like, wow. no, it's just a straight million. Uncle Sam's not going to take any. Okay. Yeah, it's still not a lot of money. No. You know, mm-hmm. you buy like $400,000 house, which is a nice house. Yeah, it's practically half gone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you could blow through that so quick. Yeah, you really could. Yeah. Man, and I have like nothing saved up for retirement either. That makes me so sad. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. You and me both, sister. Yeah, you're in the same boat. Yeah. According to my parents, though, the 401k will be all gone by the time we're... Yeah, retiring. but you've heard that for years know, and years right? and years, and it never goes away. It <laughs> right? better not go away. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do if it goes away. It'll be fine. I'll be a greeter at Walmart. Are you talking about Social Security? Yeah, Social Security. You know, I mean, even your 401k, if the stock market crashes, think about sure. how many people lost hundreds of thousands of dollars when the stock market crashed. And it's, it's all back to normal now. It is, but it's probably going to crash again. I mean, eventually it will crash, right? Yeah, but then it'll go up again. Yep, it will. Yeah. but This is taking a really dark turn. It is. You yeah, we're like bummers right now, aren't <laughs> Sorry, we? we're not. All How right. did this happen? All right, listen, we have to wrap things up because we're having a, a party for Sophie today. And her very best friend in the world is coming over and I have to go buy balloons and oh, nice. cupcakes. Fun. And like unicorn stuff. So you're welcome to stay for the party, but I have to go and buy this stuff. So we're going to have to wrap this up. So I think what we ought to do is you need to commit to everybody now to come back and we can have part two. All right. I'm there. Part two. uh, Or gets butt raped. Dex gets butt raped. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, Or you know what you could do also is you could be, I need fill-ins for Dex when he decides not to come and do this. Oh, sure. Oh, For sure. He's rolling his eyes, but he knows it's true. It is not true. Okay. All right. I'm always here. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. What happened two days ago when I told you Kit was going to be on? You're like, what did you tell me? Well, I thought I was going to be out of town. Oh, okay. Right? 
Well, sure. things okay. change. Sure. Things That's change. Now account. here I am. So it's like, but you have to admit to everybody, because I've been getting messages from people like, bro, you need to get your life together. Freaking be on the podcast. And it's like, all right, asshole. All right. There was months where Buck was selling homes and you were busy. 63 days. I never we had gave a 63 you shit. Day layoff. I never gave him shit at all. All right. I just waited for the text or the call to be like, hey, bro, can you come to it this day? Because I don't ever ask you, hey, let's do it this day. Because I know you're the one who has the family. I just told you Wednesdays and Thursdays are my bad days because Sarah's gone. So I'm very like, I'm very patient with this man. All right. So I'm saying you two either need to get a divorce or go into some counseling together. Oh, you know what we ought to do? That's a great idea. We ought to have a couple's counselor come on here. Oh, for sure. That would be a lot of fun. We could work out all of our shit. Yep. Okay. We need to find a counselor. Book it. All right. You got to be willing to open up though. All right. You have to be willing to like be vulnerable. see if the counselor can do their magic. All right. (laughs) If they can make me feel comfortable and There's draw me out of my shell. There's a lot going on there that he never got help with. A sensitive little animal. Exactly. And I know sensitive where it all stems squirrel. from. I know. I know your life, dude. I know you. Went, I know the trauma that you went through. I need you to be vulnerable. All right? He's laughing at you. He is. He's totally. He's got the church giggles. <laughs> he's got that church giggles. Church giggle. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank right. Well, Kit. it's been a pleasure. Th- Kit, thank no, you for coming in. It's an honor. Thank you. And yeah, I would absolutely love to come okay. in again. Cool. Done. All right. Uh, hey, make sure to patronize our sponsors. Unleash Sports and Nutrition. Yep. Uh, Michael Bowen, Waterstone Mortgage. Pure Life. Pure Life. Yep. For all your medical cannabis needs. Yep. Go check those guys out. All right. Thanks for coming in, Kit. That's all we got. There ain't no more. That's right. Time is tight. It's the end of the show. No, no, no.